When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, over 10,000 ways to play. By Rico, an official corporate sponsor of Texas Athletics. The University Co-op. Get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping the co-op. By your South Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. The Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery. All right, I, I, I want to start off right away by saying that the reason it might have sounded a little more boisterous than it normally does, and it's always a great environment and atmosphere, is you have one, two, three, four, what is it, five, six members of your uh, defensive line sitting in the back enjoying dinner tonight? They're eating a lot of wings. I know that much. I'm not, I'm not sure what, what else is going on back there. There's, there's a lot of wings going down back there. Yeah, I, I, I said to them when I came in, I said, May, is there enough food tonight for plugging? They said, we're not the offensive line. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, about, that's about the right answer. That's about the right thing you'd expect. Well, those guys obviously gave a great effort, uh, as did your O-line and your whole team, and that went over Kansas State last Saturday night. That is now six in a row for Texas over K-State. That's the longest streak by either side in this series and a really gritty gutty effort by your guys to come up with that win it really was um i, g I give our players a lot of credit I, I thought they really practiced well last week i thought they prepared well um not only physically but mentally i thought they were they were ready for the moment uh, they've got a great environment at kansas state you know they really really good home field advantage against a very good team um i thought we overcame a lot of adversity in the ball game uh, op obviously opportunistic getting a couple of those turnovers and you know the last one was was the most important one uh, but all in all proud of the guys effort to go get that win uh, to set themselves up for kind of the stretch run of the season you know uh, you mentioned it in the post game I'm sure the guys have, have heard it quite a bit about how uh, the team has gotten out to these leads and then it's been a really a grind in the second half and holding on but that does build some some mental toughness, doesn't it, when you're able to come through and push through and get a win like that when it's in similar circumstances that had an unfortunate ending prior. Well, I think we all would love to have a three-score lead with, with three minutes to go and, and, you know, put everybody in the game and get that experience. Ultimately, you know, we're still learning and growing as a football team. And, and one of the processes of learning is learning how to win in those tight moments, in those tight games. And we've had a couple – 
where we have figured it out. You know, Iowa State a few weeks ago, obviously Kansas State last week. So those moments are huge for our growth, right, as a team, especially as we get into this stretch of the season. So uh, as much as I would love to have those, those three-score leads, I'll take these wins too because these sometimes almost mean more for the culture of the team and that ability to overcome that adversity, uh, to having that resiliency. Uh, to me, that's what shapes you as a program because that's shaping all the individuals along the way as we're getting shaped as a team. Players are often asked this. I know coaches are as well. Can you feel momentum? Do you, do you feel when you come off a win like that and, and, and uh, you come off of, you know, being able to push through and get a win like that, that there is some forward momentum going into a gigantic game this Saturday night at home against TCU? Well, I think one thing that for me, the you know, one thing I was talking to the players about going into that game is we should be very confident. We're, we're a good football team, and we should be confident in our abilities as individuals, confident as an offense, defense, and special teams to go execute, to go do what we do. Hopefully playing that game the way we did and coming out victorious only adds to that confidence, only fuels that flame uh, to be even more confident uh, for the next game that's coming up. And so I do think you feel that momentum because it, the momentum is based upon the confidence that we're gaining as a team. Well, and you and I, we've talked about the psychological part of the game because I know you have been a student of it and studied it as well as to uh, what goes into confidence, what, you know, that old chicken and egg thing. Does, does winning build confidence? Does confidence build, confidence build winning? And you said it kind of goes hand in hand. The question is, how does it start and how does it get going? Well, I think, yeah, I, I agree. It does go hand in hand. I think you build confidence through practice. You know, I think that's why practice is so important is that, man, you, you prepare for practice. You go out and execute the things you're supposed to do in practice, whether it's a fundamental, a technique, a scheme, and then you see the success in doing that fundamental, that technique, and that scheme, and then you take that with you into the game, and then you apply it in game, and then when you have that success there, it's like, I want more of that. I want to keep doing that, and then that's how that confidence builds. But I think it starts in practice, right? You have to have a foundation. You know, nobody – I always reference, like, weightlifting. Everybody wants to bench 300 pounds. Well, you don't get under the bench the first time and, and bench 300 pounds. You have to continue to work at it. You have to, you have to do your reps. You start at 225, whatever that is. Then when you hit 300, you think, man, I want more of that. So then you start pushing it to 310, to 330, whatever that looks like. So uh, ultimately, I think our team really is starting to understand that. And this week is no different. I think we've practiced great. The last two days have been phenomenal practices, really good intent, really good mental intensity, really good focus on what we need to do to go perform Saturday night. Um, you and I were talking before the show about this, and, and, and here's another thing that I think it's, is worth talking about, and that is the word improvement. And it's, it, you know, people hear it all the time. How do you get better? How do you, how do you improve? And there's an old coaching axiom of a little bit better every day or players are just trying to be better every day. So the how and the why, uh, I think, is, is kind of the science there about, you know, here's a team that's been working hard, playing all year long, and here you are. You're, you are nine games in the season. 75% of your regular season has been played and yet you're still trying to be better. So how does the process work with that when they've already come a long way and you continue to try to do that? that I know that was uh, – you had some interesting thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, one, as, as coaches, we have to be honest with our players. You know, I, I think that, you know, when, when you can be honest with the players and say, hey, this is what you're doing well, here's an area where we think you can improve, here's how we're going to help you improve it, and then here's why it's important for you to do it this way. And when you can show the players that – and when they're driven to be the best that they can be, they want to go apply those things. And so for us in practice right now, yeah, there's a lot of scheme involved, right? There's, a, there's game planning for the opponent. But a lot of it, too, we do a lot of individual work. We work with our players on very specific fundamentals, specific techniques. Uh, and then when they can go apply it in game and then they get that success, they want more of it. Uh, so we're never stopping trying to improve. I, I'm of the mindset that, man, you know, change is inevitable. You're either going to get better or you're going to get worse sitting still. So we're always trying to improve. We're always trying to get better. And you get wind up getting guys that can be receptive, and I guess that makes it easier when they're looking and when you're showing them something individually, again, three-fourths of the way through the season going, you can be better at this. We can be better at this. Here's a better way to do it. And they're, they've been very receptive? They really have. And, you know, I think – like the defensive line is here tonight, I, and I'm not saying that because they're here. I'm saying it because I, I think that they're a group that is unique for us. It's a very veteran group, right? We've got a lot of veteran players. 
And Coach Bo coaches those guys fundamentally, individually, as well as schematically on the task at hand. Well, we've got a group of young players that are behind those guys that are swimming some days, right, of all the different things that are going on. But, man, they've got great examples to look to of this is how I need to do it, right, if I want to be good a year from now, two years from now, whatever that looks like. So ultimately over time, that, that cycle of success really starts to happen because the younger players really start to try to emulate what the older players are doing. And then that's, that's how you build that program of depth. That's how you build that program of, of improvement. And that's how you build that, that idea that every day I show up, I'm trying to get better at something every day I walk in the building. And, and that also is perpetuated by something I've heard you say many times and lots of coaches about best players are player-driven, player-led uh, teams. Those best kinds of teams are player-led teams. And when you have veterans like that, they're more apt, having been through the wars, to be more leadership-driven, aren't they? they? They definitely are. And I think they're receptive to one, one thing. that the, the best player-led teams, I think, are receptive to the ideas, the messaging, the things that are important to the coach to the coach is and I think that that's one thing that our team does they know the things that are important to me they know the things that I value they know the things that I don't stand for and then when they can start to spread that on their own man that's when you really got something good and I think that's where we've gotten to in year two that these guys really understand it uh, they hold each other to a standard of, of, of what's acceptable around here and then how do we exceed it and how do we create a better standard for ourselves and that that's the beauty of that group you know again you've got six veteran players in there that all rotate that all play really good football for us uh, and in the end you know those younger guys are learning the way of how to and what it looks like moving forward. I'm glad you brought up the rotation of it, too, because these guys are getting a lot of, uh, in some cases, some of the guys, almost equal snaps in the way it goes. I know there's some design to it. I know there's situational demands of it also. Yeah, I mean, we're fortunate. You know, we're, we're legitimately too deep at that group. And, you know, I don't think of anybody, he's a starter, he's not. He's a starter, he's a backup. I think of all six of these guys, Hey, when, when their number's called, when they're in there, it doesn't matter if it's the first series of the game or the last drive of the game or a critical third down. We've got the utmost faith in all those guys that they're going to go in there and execute and, and play the style of football that, that we believe in. And, you know, whether you're showing four down linemen at a time or a five or a three, no matter what, these guys have been pretty interchangeable. And the good, yeah, they're, and they're all very smart. You know, Coach Bo, again, has done an awesome job. These guys are interchangeable at different positions on the field. Um, they communicate really well with one another in, in running our games and slanting and moving and doing the things that we need to do. Um, and that's, again, that's the value of having the experience up there. You know, conversely, like for us on the offensive side of the ball, we're young. You know, we got some young guys in there that maybe aren't, as quick to react to some of the new things they see this group right here can react pretty quickly and understand and communicate when they come to the sideline what's happening well we'll talk some more about them since they're here tonight you know we'll, we'll make some mention of that uh, we do want to mention that Longhorn fans it is time to get your horns up play the Texas lottery today for your chance to win exciting prizes and remember luck happens to people like Aaron Garza who keep a lookout for chances to win from the Texas lottery Aaron won Longhorn prizes and Texas lottery scratch tickets so Hook them horns and scratch them tickets. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery. We'll continue on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in 
Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the goat. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Ready for our little forest adventure? Yes! We're here. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from Learfield here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin and presented by the Texas Lottery. They have many, many television screens uh, around here. One of those was replaying uh, the game on FS1 from the 34-27 win over Kansas State. And and there's a lot of big moments that we think about in the game. We brought it up, obviously, uh, the the uh, uh, the strip of the football uh, by Keandre and then and then uh, Jalen recovering that uh, to, to seal the game. There were other big moments, big offensive moments as well. But then there's the, sometimes the things that are kind of like under the radar. For example, just watching the, uh, the uh, mid-fourth quarter drive there with your team up 10, and Kansas State is down there uh, in the red zone deep, and you get a stop and force them to settle for a field goal. I know people look at it and say, well, they got three points out of it. There it was getting into the red zone, and they got, and uh, it was a red zone score out of that. But to stop Deuce Vaughn on first down, to, to clog the running lane for Martinez on second and to chase him all the way back and force him to throw the ball away out of the back of the end zone and force them to settle three, that was a big moment in the game that might otherwise could have gone unnoticed. Well, without a doubt, you know, if not, they're, you know, they're driving for a field goal on that last drive. And now that changes, obviously, where they need to get to on the field. But I thought all night our, our red zone defense was fantastic the other night. Uh, I think they were, they were in the red zone, you know, four trips, scored one touchdown. So I know how you guys in the media, Craig, like to look at red zone stats and say, oh, they were three for four in the red area. We look at it like they were one for four in the red area because when we can force a field goal, that means that's four points that we that we basically eliminated them from getting, right? Well, they kicked two field goals, so that's eight points that we stopped them from getting, and we got a fourth down stop. That's seven more points that we stopped them from getting. That's 15 potential points they could have had that they didn't get, and ultimately you look at the difference in the game, and granted, we kicked a couple field goals too, uh, but the reality of it is our red zone defense was really good the other night, and we defended the goal line, and that's that's one of the keys to the drill. And, and really, the the last field goal you got uh, from Bert Auburn, that was almost like a field goal by design on the drive to have an answer drive, right, to get some points to get it back to a two-score game. Yeah, it was, it was a really solid drive, um, and we were kind of running the ball. We hit JT Sanders on a little bit of a naked bootleg, and we got ourselves down there, and I really w went to the mindset of this was going to be a run-run-pass scenario uh, in the red area. Uh, I really wish we would have executed the second down play a little bit better, uh, but we got ourselves in the third down. At that point, the value of those three points were critical because to get us back to a two-score game. Uh, and so we went kind of with a wheel route to Bijan, knowing it was going to be Bijan or incomplete. We weren't going to risk turning it over and how big those three points were to give us back to a 10-point lead. You know, uh, you've always said you're, you're never above taking a microscopic look at your own play calling on that. So how many times would you say in a given game, win or lose, you look, you look at it and look through the whole play call and the way it's gone and the result of it and go, yeah, maybe if I'd called this, or maybe, I mean, does, does it happen often? Um, generally, you know, maybe three to five times, roughly, maybe two to four times. I mean, I, I vividly can think of two the other night, for sure. Uh, the first was a, uh, about a third and two, um, and I think it was in the third quarter. We ran Bijan, 
uh, and they, they stoned us, and we ended up having to punt the ball. And I said it as soon as we were up there. I said, this is a crappy call. And I said <laughs> it on the headset. And I, I just said, you know, I don't, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. And ultimately the result. Now, there's times I've said that, and it's worked. I, I started to say, if you had it the other time, you yeah. go, oh, boy. And, and then, then all of a sudden it pops. I didn't necessarily hate the last third down call, the kind of toss play to, to Bijan. I overcoached the play. Um, we ran it a, kind of the same play the other direction earlier in the game. It was a long run for Bijan. Uh, and Jordan Winnington had a fantastic block with J.T. Sanders. And it's what happens when you have a timeout and you can overcoach a player. I started coaching Jordan Winnington on, you know, open your split up so it doesn't get too condensed, this and that. Next thing you know, the guy blitzes right inside of him and, and knocks us back. So not that I didn't like the call. I liked the call. We got the look I thought we were going to get. Uh, I overcoached it a little bit, so I was I was beating myself up over that one too a little bit as uh, as the play ended. Did you ever get a look from a player after you did a, a certain play call or or something like it? As you say, overcoach the kid come back to the sideline, just give you that look like that wasn't me. <laughs> no, no, I I went right to Jordan. I said that's my fault, buddy. Yeah. That that was on me. That was that was not anything but but me. Well, and that's the communication between coaches and players that helps build that cohesion isn't it when you when uh, not only owning what works owning what doesn't work and and the contributions involved in that well i think i think part of it's being accountable right and, uh, we've all got responsibilities uh, to the success of the team and you know being accountable is taking responsibility for your own actions and so i, I think as a coach i have to take I have to be accountable, too, for what my job is. And, and I'm really transparent with our players. I'm very honest with them, good, bad, and different. Um, you know, sometimes I'm a little more fiery than other times about certain situations. But in the end, when I think I can be better in certain scenarios, I tell them. And uh, I think there is a little bit of a level of appreciation. Like, you know what? Sure, we would have loved to have win that, won that game, and I could have done better, this and that. But coach owned his part, too. Um, that doesn't mean that that doesn't say that, it, well, it's okay not to execute or do the things necessary, but at least the players know I'm, I'm in the foxhole with them. This isn't something uh, where they're on their own. I thought you said something pretty interesting, and, and we'll uh, say farewell. to Wait, before you guys go, here's a, a question. It's a question from Alfred C., who wants to know who is the fastest on the D-line? They're all waiting for the answer on this. I don't, I don't see him. I'm going with Vernon Broughton. Vernon oh, Broughton's the fastest. Hey, like hold body. on. What, what, what is Vernon's GPS time? What's the fastest you guys have heard him get? No, he, no he's been <laughs> over that. He's been in, I think he's ran over 18 miles an hour. Wow. As a defensive lineman. You did 17? <laughs> Not bad. You got 19? 19 miles an hour, Byron Murphy. Snacks, what about you, babe? 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, is this the question that's more, here? That's Moros. Oh, that's Moros. Wanted to know who was the funniest defensive line. I think we know this is a setup. We know the answer to this question. That's, that's Keandre Snacks Coburn. Yeah. Is the funniest <laughs> and the silliest defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Snacks. Thanks, fellas. All right. Uh, Longhorn defensive line there with us tonight. We've got more to get to when we continue here when Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark presented by the Texas Lottery from here at Pluckers continues in a moment. And as we enter the fourth quarter, the score is 277 to zero. Now that seems excessive. Oh, it is, but the crowd's still going wild. And there's a tie. Wait a minute. Looks like both teams are running off the field. And straight for that convenience store. Looks like a scramble to get those new cash blowout scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery. Giant cash prizes, it's a real blowout. Play cash blowout for your chance to win big. Visit TexasLottery.com for odds must be 18 or older to participate. Play responsibly. Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Ping-pong! Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas.
GQ and Ford trucks. In Texas, they all go hand in hand. So you can see why Ford F-Series are the best-selling trucks in Texas. They're built Ford tough, just like your favorite team. Ford is the best in Texas. to win big then winstar world casino and resort is your best place to play so if you're looking to hit it big our expanded gaming floor now has over 10,000 of your favorite games for you to play big and with new restaurants and bars the world's biggest casino just keeps getting bigger the lineup of the pistol directly behind quinn ewers is Bijan Robinson gets the carry, 45, 30, breaks it outside, then inside to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Texas! Bijan Robinson takes it in for the score, and the Longhorn strike first. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sarn. From here, Pucker's the West Campus location here in Austin, and presented by the Texas Law. You were just talking about GPSs and how fast the guys go. Somebody clocked Bijan at 21? I believe on that on that uh, on that run, or at least the 68-yard run, I think might have been 21 miles. That's moving. <laughs> it's moving pretty good. You know, we've we've actually got him over 22 in summer running. So, uh, but I guess it's a little harder to run that fast with the helmet and pads and all <laughs> that all that kind of good stuff. But I'll, I'll say this: all of our GPS numbers from last week's game were significantly faster than they had been about the previous two or three games. We were fresh, right? Come off the bye. Thought we handled it well. Thought the players did their recovery the right way, and we were frat, we were fresh and fast and and running pretty well the other night. I, I think that's a good thing to point out to folks as well about among the many many numerous measurable elements that you and the staff and the medical and the training staff do in terms of measuring your guys' progress, their health, uh, their their stamina, uh, their nutrition, all of those things. That's yet another tool about the GPS thing. It, it is. I mean, there's a lot of information you can get out of it. I, mean, I can look at explosive movements. I can look at how many times a guy, you know, runs 80% of his top speed or 90% of his top speed. And that tells me about the effort and the output that he's putting out, whether it's in game or in practice. So a lot of times I can gauge the type of practice we have, one, from my naked eye and feel at practice, but two, I can look at the data. If we're really running in practice and I got a lot of high effort guys and explosive movements, probably had a pretty good practice. When that number's down, are we fatigued physically? Are we fatigued mentally? Um, or are we just not as engaged as we need to be? So I can look at a lot of different things to come back and say, hey, man, we had a heck of a practice today. Does I get the information that it tells me so. And I started to say, when you're reviewing, when folks hear about uh, coaches reviewing practice tape or the digital cut-ups, if you will, when, when they're reviewing that, Clearly, they don't know all the things that you're looking at. You just outlined some of that there. So then you could go line item and, and pull out something specific and show it, whether it's Bijan or Roshan or Keelan or anybody for that matter, and say, here's what I'm seeing that I really like, and here's where I think you can take that next step, what we were talking about, about improvement. Well, yeah, without a doubt. So, like, today, for example, um, we had meetings this morning, and, and we're, we're meeting on, you know, whatever aspect of special teams we're meeting on third down we're meeting on red zone and uh you know we're, we're installing those plays with the players and we go out on the field we have a walkthrough and we walk through those plays and then we practice and you know, we, we go through the entirety of practice and practice is done as a staff we come right in and we watch that practice and we watch it from front to back you know it's kind of like i just saw this and then i watch it again but we're looking for the the minute details right the the exact split of the receiver the, the, the technique the right guard's using on a specific run play. We're going through all these things, and all of the coaches are taking notes. And so as we get through that, then we get into the afternoon getting ready for tomorrow. All of our players come back in the afternoon, and then they have position meetings with their position coach to watch the tape to, to specific to them. And the coach has all of his notes, and here's where we need to improve. This was well done. We got better at this from the day before. So that's kind of how our day goes as, as we go through, you know, from one day to the next. You know, you brought up uh, right guard. I want to give you a chance to, to brag on Cole Hudson a little bit because uh, with all of the praise, and rightly so, that has been heaped on Kelvin Banks, uh, and, and I can say in, in my 
you know, uh, 35 years on the network, I could never remember from day one two freshmen starting on the offensive line and starting every game on the offensive line of these guys. And Kelvin, like we said, has, has drawn some praise and is having a marvelous season. But you said Cole has really learned a lot. And then you got Hayden Connors, just a sophomore, and Jake Majors, just a sophomore, and Christian's kind of the leader of the group there. But you're getting contributions from more than just one or two guys. We really are. We're young, which we knew going in. And we knew we'd have some growing pains up front. Uh, I really am impressed with these guys of them playing better together. And that's one of the keys to having a cohesive group on the offensive line. And uh, I'm glad you brought up Cole because Kelvin – gets a lot of credit and, and well-deserved, and he, he's earned it. He's playing fantastic football for us. Cole Hudson's playing good football, too. Uh, and that's not to take away from the other guys, mm -hmm. but as a true freshman to play and to play against some of the quality opponents that we've played against up front, uh, he's doing a really nice job. I mean, again, we, we're all really proud of him. What, what did Coach Flood say about Kelvin? Shh. So don't, 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 don't heap too much praise on him. <laughs> said, it, said that at the news conference the other day, right? Well, we're all, we've all been saying that. And yeah. it's like anything. My old boss used to call it rat poison, right? You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to get, uh, you know, eat the rat poison. And, and the reality of it is, hey, we do a lot of praising internally mm -hmm. and well-deserved. We also do a lot of constructive criticism mm -hmm. uh, to let them know. Uh, where we can improve or what is satisfactory and what's not and what's exceptional and what's not. Uh, but that group up front, man, and I think what's helped this group up front are those guys that just left because they have to practice against them every day. They had to practice against them all training camp long, that we do team run on Tuesdays and Wednesdays good on good for a reason, so they have to block those guys. Uh, and in turn, I think they've gotten better because of them. And as you mentioned, the praise – plus the constructive criticism when added together and fused properly, that's what builds up what, what the overall team mental approach is. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's building confidence, right? And that's, uh, again, we, we are very demanding, but we are not demeaning. And so we, we try to remain demanding of what the level of, of the standard is. And, um, you know, Coach Flood and I have been fortunate. We've been around some really good offenses together and separately, uh, and we know what it looks like. And to me, as you've heard me say it a hundred times, if not more, you win football games up front. And you've got to be good on the O-line. You've got to be good on the D-line. You need to have the, the physical ability to do it. You have to have the mental capacity to do it because that's where the game of football, in my opinion, is won and lost. There's going to be nights when it's the skilled players that make the flashy plays, but it always all boils down to your ability to run the football, your ability to stop the run your ability to protect the quarterback, and your ability to affect the other team's quarterback. If you if you can do those those four things, you're probably going to have a good night of football. We've got more to come with Coach Sark coming up at Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark. From here, Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery, will continue on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you. 
Their fearless guide is this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Longhorn Weekly. We've got more coming up after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Texas Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin and presented by the Texas Lottery. Glad to have you with us here tonight as the uh, Longhorns come off the win over Kansas State and uh, start to get ready for TC. We'll talk more about that game coming up in a few minutes. Um, uh, also, I know you and uh, Coach Beard have gotten pretty tight as well. They got the basketball season off to a good start uh, the other night with uh, their win over UTEP and have this game uh, coming up here with uh, Houston Christian University. So you, you guys stay pretty much in contact with that, even in a, in a busy season. We do. You know, we, we text quite a bit, you know, and I always love Coach Beard's text messages. I mean, there's a lot of explanation points. I mean, so, <laughs> they're very fiery. I can kind of feel him texting. And, uh, they, you know, I was bummed. I, I couldn't get to the opener the yeah. other night. Obviously, we were we were working pretty good to, to get ready for our ball game. My wife went. Sounded like an awesome atmosphere. It was a great win. Uh, fired up for him and his team. I think they got a chance to be pretty special. And it's a pretty nice building, isn't it, too, that brand-new Moody Center? It's pretty nice. I see it every morning. I mean, it's right <laughs> outside my door. So uh, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of really cool things going on there. I will say that. I mean, I think that uh, the Moody Center has created a real buzz around our campus, at, at least by where we are. And, you know, a lot of different uh, performers coming in. Uh, obviously, now with, with men and men's and women's basketball season kicking off, there's just a a real vibe and a real buzz going on that uh, I think is great. You know, we've got the track and, and soccer and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. they got a big game Saturday night. So I just think there's so many cool things going on at the university right now, and, and we're all fortunate to be part of it. All right, I, I got to get you to tell a story because you were telling us about a few weeks ago when Harry Styles was in town and had all of those <laughs> all of those sold-out shows in a row. And like you said, it's right outside your window. You can see the Moody Center. So you're arriving, what, five-something in the morning, and the people are lined up. Thousands. <laughs> it, it had to have been 5.30 in the morning, and it wrapped. It went down the street, wrapped around, and it was probably four or five people wide. And it had to have been a couple thousand at least. They were all in line to take a picture with the guy, <laughs> and they were paying $500 a picture. I'm thinking, I, I should have been in the wrong business. I'm in the total wrong business, man. <laughs> this guy performs in front of thousands of people every night. God knows how many millions he makes doing that. And he charges 500 bucks a picture. Man, what a deal. Take a picture, 500 bucks. I don't know. That'd be a pretty good deal. Well, I, I got a kick out of that when you were talking about it. But it, it does speak to the fact that there's a variety of great events. The concerts there, then obviously basketball as well. Yeah, I'm super pumped, you know, uh, for Vic, for, for Coach Beard. I mean, th those guys are awesome coaches. In year two, I think I've really got a chance to really get close to a lot of the coaches, you know, here here on campus. And Vic and, and Chris, probably closer than anybody, uh, just being around and being on tour with you all, uh, going to their games, them coming to our practices, coming to our games. Uh, so I'm really pumped. I'm, I'm a big basketball fan, and now that the idea that I literally can walk out of my office, walk across the street, and see them compete and compete at the highest level. I mean, they're two fantastic coaches, you know, great motivators, uh, great, you know, X's and O's and unbelievable recruiters. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting as many games as I can. How important is it for the various varsity sport co coaches on a campus to all not just get along, but to, to be supportive of one another? I think it's I think it's huge, you know, and I think CDC's done a great job of that. Of, of you know, we have our, our monthly kind of head coaches meetings where we all get together. Uh, the different issues that are coming up, or you know, share ideas. We do our staff retreat once a year in the summer, because um, these are the best in the world at what they do. I mean, we're, we got you know, I'm watching volleyball right here. Jared Elliott. I mean, how good is this guy? You know, Coach Flo. How great is he at track? I mean. Forget, we haven't even brought up Eddie Reese, you know. Or Coach Fields. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's every sport, you know. And so these guys are the best at what they do. And, yes, we coach different sports. But the reality of it is we're still 
motivators. We're still in the, in the idea of leadership. Uh, and so you can take so much from so many people to try to get ourselves better. All right, we have more coming up with Coach Sark here with Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers, the West Campus, with Patient Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery continues in a moment. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand that no one wants to wait in line to get a table, so download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at your home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. To win big? Then Winstar World Casino and Resort is your best place to play. So if you're looking to hit it big, our expanded gaming floor now has over 10,000 of your favorite games for you to play big. And with new restaurants and bars, the world's biggest casino just keeps getting bigger. In the game of business, information is your playbook. It's the thing that keeps everyone on the same page so that each player has the knowledge they need to perform their role, work together, and give your team a competitive advantage. The trick, of course, is executing that playbook. And that's where RICO comes in. We're a proud sponsor and business technology provider of Texas Athletics. And we're ready to play for your team whenever you want an edge. We love TMI. Hook 'em horns, RICO. Imagine change. Viewers from the shotgun, Bijan Robinson offset to his right. Has the snap. Quinn looks to throw. Still looks. Sees it back in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Texas. Xavier Worthy right on the back line of the end zone. His second touchdown catch in this first half. And the Longhorns take a big lead into the locker room coming up. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sun. Presented by the Texas Lottery. From here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. You know, that uh, I, I said they take a big lead in the locker room. It was a big play there right at the end of the first half, and, and X just going right along that back line of the end zone and good timing on the pass from Quinn. It was. You know, I thought the, the execution was really good uh, on both touchdowns, quite frankly. The first one, great blitz pickup by Bijan to, to allow X to kind of run the double move for the touchdown. And there it was zone coverage. Uh, and it was a really good job by Quinn kind of manipulating the corner. Bijan was in the flat. He kind of held the corner. And then Xavier got to that to the back pylon right there. Nice throw, nice timing, nice route, good protection. Um, big play. You know, we, we've been really good all year scoring at the end of the first half. It, it feels like every week we get the ball. We kind of, regardless of the time, we drive down and get points, which uh, that's a credit to the players, you know, of executing what we're trying to get done in those moments. Are you a big believer in that, uh, that uh, long-held coach thing about uh, win the toss, defer, make sure you score before the end of the first half, you get the ball and start saying so got to come out and bam, we, bam, 14 points? We really try to do that. We call it lapping the, lapping the opponent because you're kind of stealing that possession, right? You, you finish the half by scoring, then you get the ball to start the second half. They never got the ball. You can score again. Uh, it's almost the equivalent of an onside kick or faking a punt, right, stealing that possession. So we try to do that. Sometimes the weather doesn't allow us to do it, right, because of wind and different mm -hmm. things where we want to take the ball so we can choose what direction in the second half so that we get the wind at our back in the second half. Last week it just so happened Kansas State deferred. We were going to receive because of the wind and, and what occurred. They deferred, so we got the ball in the first half. And then in the second half, we were able to have the wind in the fourth quarter, uh, which you never know if you need that long field where you got wind at the kicker's back. Which uh, also brings me to another question. I know you get asked this a lot, and fans ask the question a lot, about how wind affects a quarterback. And you get asked about, you know, Quinn and X and, and Quinn and, and Jordan and, and so close on a couple of those deep shots that don't 
that don't come up there. Some of that is is going into the wind. Some of that I remember when James Brown was quarterback at Texas used to tell me that it was harder to throw with the wind behind him because right. it was it would sail on him and, and it was difficult to judge that. The, and and that's something that I guess that has to be factored in when these things happen. Without a doubt, I, I think I think the wind at Quinn's back sometimes affects him a little more too because he has such a strong arm. That ball can have a tendency to travel uh, more than it does. Uh, but you never know. Wind, when it's consistent, isn't as bad. It's the gusts of wind that affect you. If you notice the other night, going into the wind, Quinn threw a deep ball that kind of was short on X, almost back behind him. The wind was blowing. Going in the same direction, he threw a post to X and overthrew him by three yards, four yeah. yards. The wind had died down. That's the hard part playing quarterback. It's like... I don't know about your golf game, but it can it can <laughs> it can affect your golf game too. But the reality of it is, you'd much rather just be consistent. Then you know how to throw it every time. Yeah, and and when he gets on the headset or when he you confer with him on the sidelines in a deal like that, is it is it talking about just slight adjustments based on gusting, based on the based on what he's going up against with the breeze? There's some of that. There's some of knowing, hey, it's a windy night. Sometimes it's a a guy who on a no wind day. You throw that because he's open. On a windy day, maybe you got to reset your feet and get to your second and third option on the play. And that's all That's all part of that maturation process for him. That's what I was going to say. Here's a guy who's a redshirt freshman and, and all basically for all intents and purposes really a freshman. And uh, there's that maturation process we've talked about. He, he's continuing to learn those things, and that includes the progressions, right? He's learning every day. Yeah, there's not a play that goes by where there's not a coaching point. You know, and I think that's – that's just how I was raised at coaching the position. Between myself and Coach Milwee, we're coaching him on something on every play, whether it's mannerisms of the snap, whether it's ball handling, whether it's footwork, whether it's you know, reading a coverage, whether it's ball placement. You know, there's, all, there's tons of things that we're coaching him on, and the beauty of it for Quinn is he's coachable, and he tries to do the things we're asking of him to do. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to take a look. At that team that's number four in the country, number four in the college football playoff rankings, the opponent for the Longhorns this Saturday night, the TCU Horn Frogs, when Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery, continues on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from the West Campus location of Pluckers and presented by the Texas Lottery. Now, 
fans are pretty rabid here in the restaurant. They are. You want exactly that from 100,000 on Saturday yeah. night, right? This time's 105,000. That's what we're <laughs> that's what we're trying to cook up 6:30 uh, Saturday night. Should be a great atmosphere. Um, it, I was up at the uh, TCU news conference this week for, with Coach Dykes uh, up there for his news conference, and the amount of questions that were asked uh, about when Coach Patterson was there and now on your staff, and and Coach Dykes cracked a smile on the first one. He said, I wondered who was going to be the first to ask it. Because <laughs> as head coach, you always know when the, there's going to be that certain question that somebody brings up. But um, I, I guess probably the, the best way to approach that is how similar and how different are these two programs from when Coach Patterson was there and now Coach Dykes? Well, I think... You know, first of all, schematically, defensively, they're very different. You know, what what, what Coach Patterson did there and, and how he went about it from the front and the coverage and the things of that nature, very different. Okay, that that's the first part. I think offensively, there's a lot, there's some carryover there. Um, but, but the thing that's hard for us is still a lot of the same players, right? And Coach Patterson did a great job. That That's a very talented roster uh, that Coach Dykes inherited. Uh, a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism, physical. Um, very good on special teams still, very similar on teams. Uh, but in the end, you got to give Coach Dykes a lot of credit too uh, because he's taken this team and he's taken them to a, to a level to be 9-0, and number four in the, in the country. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of belief, uh, and they're doing it in all three phases. Uh, you know, at his news conference the other day, he was asked about Max Duggan, and uh, he was talking about his, pro his progress, and he said, of course, looking at him in the past, you'd see – that potential there and he'd make some big plays and then occasionally there would be a growing pain and he and and things wouldn't go the way he'd want to because he's come a long way he also kind of compared it a little bit to what Quinn has gone through some of the ups and downs and said but you see it all there and by and large very dangerous and now Duggan in his senior year having an outstanding season well I think Max Duggan is is having a great year you know I didn't um you know, a year ago, it was hard to get a gauge because it was a little up and down as he was going. But the consistency that he's playing at this year, I think, is something that stands out. Um, and then his ability to use his legs. I mean, his legs have really shown up for them. Uh, as much as, you know, the passing is there and he's making the explosive plays, they utilize his legs quite a bit. They utilize him on third down. They utilize him in the red area. Uh, and he's been very effective running the football. Uh, last week was kind of billed as a battle of the backs between uh, Bijan uh, for you and and uh, and then Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State. Make the same type of uh, comparison or talk about. You have two 1,000-yard rushers in this game, Bijan, and you have Kendra Miller for TCU. Yeah, and, and Miller's a heck of a player too. Very different than Deuce Vaughn, right? Yeah. This is this guy's six foot. 220 pounds, physical runner, great balance and body control, but yet still has the ability to, to go the distance. Uh, I think he's kind of the guy that makes it go for them, along with, with, with uh, Duggan back there. You know, the run game sets a lot of the things up for them. They'll, they spread you out and still run the football. So uh, our ability to stop the run, as we talked about, and our ability to affect the quarterback is going to be critical in this game. And just as you have a change of pace back, obviously, in Roshan Johnson, they have one in Amari DiMarcado as well. Yeah, they do. You know, and, and he is a change of pace guy. He, he's he's not small, but he has the electricity to, to make explosive plays, run the football in the backfield. We don't know about Quentin Johnston's status, but uh, if he's able to go, uh, he's obviously a number one target for Duggan. Oh, for sure. This guy is a big physical player. Uh, he's their go-to guy when he's in there. And if he's in there, which I expect him to be in there, uh, you, you can anticipate that ball is going to find number one. How about uh, on the defense? Like you said, it's a it's a different look than uh, what Coach P had when he was up there because they could show you a lot of different things. They really do. They're, they're, they're operating now out of a three-down front. Um, uh, but then they have the versatility with the linebackers to create four-man fronts. Uh, but this is an excellent secondary. Uh, these guys can play man-to-man -man coverage. They can play zone coverage. They generate pressure on the quarterback. A lot of that pressure, though, comes from the linebackers. When you start adding up the sacks at linebackers, D. Winters with six-and-a-half sacks, Hodge with two-and-a-half sacks, and then Hodges with, with one-and-a-half sacks, now you're looking at – there's a lot of pressure coming from that back end. But Dylan Horton's a great player up front. 
so it's a very complete group. I think they've improved as the year's gone on, learning a new system. And then they play really good second half football, which as we know on our end, that, that there's kind of two forces kind of running into each other. We need to be better in the second half. That's a strength of theirs. So uh, it's going to be a heck of a ball game. They have one other player I was curious to ask you about. And that's Shadrach Banks. And, and you may see uh, quite a bit of action depending on the winner's uh, condition. This is a guy uh, called in back-to-back -back state championship games as a huge playmaking wide receiver at Galena Park North Shore. Started in A&M, now he's going there, and he's really making an impact as a linebacker. He is. He's a heck of an athlete. Uh, he can really run. He re can return kicks as a linebacker at, at 250 pounds. So uh, he's a guy that uh, you know went to A&M out of high school ended up transferring, going to TCU, and you always like when guys kind of find their home and, and they're doing it the right way. So uh, he was a great kid. We actually talked to him in, the, in that process. So good for him that uh, he's having some success. All right, we'll be back to wrap up this week's edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sarf from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery when we continue in a moment. The weather swings in Texas from one extreme to the next. Don't be surprised when you find bugs as uninviting guests in your home. Pest Management Incorporated treats a wide variety of pest control issues, including termites and bed bugs, for residential and commercial customers across Texas. Trust the pest control company that Texas Athletics has trusted for all their facilities since 2010. Visit us at pestmanagementinc.com today to schedule an appointment. Pest management treatments cannot rid you of bears, raiders, sooners, aggies, or other conference pests. Hook them. Football season is back, and when I think of football, I think of Pluckers. You can dine in at one of Pluckers' seven Austin-area locations, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, Pluckers has some of the best takeout in the game. You can also order Pluckers on DoorDash, so you never have to miss a minute of the game or get off your couch. Visit Pluckers.com and place your online order for pickup or place a delivery through DoorDash. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Longhorns men's basketball is headed to New York City this December, and Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is sending along two lucky fans to Madison Square Garden. Register free for the Battle in the Big Apple sweepstakes at TexasSports.com slash New York for your chance to win airfare, hotel, game tickets, and $500 cash to spend December 6th with the Longhorns in New York City or other great prizes. Registration closes on November 20th, so visit TexasSports.com slash New York today. And good luck from Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. No matter where I travel, one thing remains the same. Everybody loves Ford here in the Lone Star State. It's strength of character that turns a team into a champion. Ford F-Series trucks are made with a quality and toughness only America's 45-year bestseller can possess. And it's the best in Texas. Ford F-Series, a real champion. Ford is the best in Texas. Wildcats ready to snap it on first down. Snap goes back to Martinez. Sends it over the middle. Intercepted Jalen Ford. Ford to the 40. Here's Jalen to the 30. And he'll take it down on the 27-yard line. First interception of the season for Adrian Martinez. What a time for it. Jalen Ford with the pick and an 18-yard return. Now the clock is moving on first down. Shotgun snap to Martinez. Looking. Steps up. And had the ball knocked loose. Ball loose. Hogwarts have it. Jalen Ford recovers. Keandre Coburn knocked it loose. Jalen Ford has recovered, and the Longhorns can seal it down with a fumble recovery with 24 seconds remaining in the game. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery. From here at Pluckers, the West Campus location. That was the volume of the Texas fans cheering those uh, those two big plays, defensive plays for Jalen Ford. Obviously, uh, Keandre Coburn, a huge strip of the ball, and Jalen recovers that, and he also had the interception. Here's a guy who has 82 tackles, seven and a half tackles for losses, two sacks, uh, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. You have an All-American on your hands. This guy's having a heck of a year. Defensive, uh, National Defensive Player of the Week this week has really grown into just the maturity to being the player that he is. I, I think it's been really beneficial for him playing next to Demo. Demo's having a fantastic year as well and, and living up to the billing, flying all over the field. And Jalen is starting to embody those same characteristics. I mean, just kind of relentless effort. Seems like they can play the run, they can play the pass, they can blitz the quarterback. 
Uh, and so that combination has been one that uh, to go along with that defensive line has been you know, really good force for us this year. This uh, is going to be, as we said, a, a very vibrant crowd, an atmosphere for your football team on Saturday night. Uh, I've heard you say it before about wanting to play with emotion but not emotional, but this looks like a, a golden opportunity for your team also to continue to make a name on a national stage. Well, I, first of all, I think, man, what an awesome opportunity for our fans, for our program, for the University of Texas. It's going to be a great day starting at whatever it is, 8 in the morning, finish it up at about 11 o'clock at night. So it's a long day, uh, but it's going to be an awesome day, I think, for the university. It's going to be a great opportunity for our team, uh, you know, to, to continue to work towards a Big 12 championship, which we're right in the middle of right now. Um, there's not many times you get to host a top five team coming into your home stadium. We haven't beaten a top five team in DKR since 1999. So uh, we got to go put our best foot forward, play a lot of clarity, play hard, fast, physical football, and see what happens. All right, well, look forward to it. We'll see you at the stadium on Saturday night, 6.30 kickoff. We'll be on the air on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield at 5.30. Thank you for joining us. For Coach Sark, I'm Greg Way. We'll see you at the stadium, and then we'll see you next week at the same time right here. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, over 10,000 ways to play. By Rico, an official corporate sponsor of Texas Athletics. The University Co-op. Get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping the co-op. By your South Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. The Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. Field presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network.